0: Welcome to Well Played Podcast, a show on all things playful and joyous in education. I'm your host, Michael Matera, sixth grade teacher, author, speaker, and co-founder of EMC2 Learning, the greatest community of educators around. Well Played is part of the On Podcast Media Network, and today is season five, episode 31. We have no one on the show except you and me right now. You and me. Uh, today we are talking a little bit about uh, finding the time, finding the time to, to grow, finding the time to create, finding the time to implement these new ideas in our classrooms. And this probably won't be the most popular uh, played episode on the Well Played series in our five years because it doesn't in- expressly hit on gamification, but it kind of does. And for those of you still still listening who have not buggered off yet, uh, one, I want to say thanks. Two, I also want to say this is maybe the most important topic. Cause the reality is all of our lives are constrained by time. Time is <laughs> it's the it's kind of the most finite resource, right? We can you can get more money, but you, you can't get more time time is what it is. So when we think about our lives, right, I definitely agree with anybody out there. So if anybody is going to post this on Twitter or whatever, I want you to know, like, I hear you, a balanced life is important. And some of the, the things we can do, if we can carve away a little of the work, if we can make the work a little more efficient, we can balance our lives a little more towards the family and the friends and, and those kind of things. However, Uh, This podcast is going to really center around being in the classroom. And I want to just, you know, asterisk the entire episode with the fact that I get that we need to have a balanced life. And I fully agree with all of that. But we are only looking at kind of the work category, so I don't want to lose sight of the fact that, yes, balance is important and we should be practicing balanced lifestyle. But we are only looking at this slice in this category, so it may sound like... I'm asking you to like give everything else up <laughs> to do this category. I'm not, we're only talking about this category. So okay. Looking at the idea of our, our, our work lives, uh, there there are so many things that a teacher has to do. And I don't I don't really know if teacher training it's been a long time since I've been (laughs) in a college course to train me to be a teacher. So, you know, grain of salt with this, this comment here, but I don't know how well school trains us for the amount, like the, the the amount we need to be nimble, to be agile, to think on your feet and just the flood of things that are going to come your way. And then the processes that we need to put in place to be an effective teacher. Now, uh, I I remember reading Harry Wong's, you know, school, the school book that he kind of writes about the processes that we can have and whatnot. And, you know, I think back to my college days of professors telling us about, you know, classroom management and all this other stuff. Everything I was prepared for was outward, I was prepared for how to lay out a lesson. I was prepared for how to teach a lesson. I was prepared for, you know, classroom management strategies. But no one, no one really prepped me for kind of the skills that maybe we would say an independent contractor has. Because that's ultimately what we are, if you ask me. (laughs) We are like a one man business, right? And our, our, like, to not sound silly about it, you know, our our students here, uh, those are kind of our customers, right? But we have so many things we're dealing with. We have parents, we have students, we have other teachers, administration, our own sort of situations that we have to deal with, you know, at work. And I don't know. I never really had a class that taught me about how do I manage. My time. What systems do I put in place that are as best we can win, win, and win so that they're not, you know, win for me. They're not like a great system that's perfect for me and it's burdensome on the students, but also I don't want it to be perfect for the students and super burdensome on me because again, if we're going to try to fight off uh, burnout of teachers or if we want to design A class that's filled with fun and activities and you know really like the stuff that education just makes it great that takes an investment of time but as we said we're limited by time so how how do we get around this fact that like we only have so much time whatever slice you dedicate to school a lot of that then gets into maintenance mode right like well I gotta enter in my grades and I gotta you know go make photocopies for my thing and then you know, then I have recess duty or whatever. But like, can we minimize some of our tasks? Right, the book that I was reading, uh, this this book is about deep work, uh, is what the title of the book's called, and it's it's trying to get away from shallow work. And there are so many things that take our time that are really shallow work. So I guess the point of this podcast is to kind of break down some ideas. Open a conversation, be authentic with you guys that the the way that I am able to do what I do, the way that I'm able to have a gamified class, the way that I'm able to design awesome like activities or lessons or cool badges or care at all about the look and feel of what my students experience is because I've saved so much time in other categories. So... I want you to think through a little bit about the work that you do and what is it that consumes your time. And then I need you to kind of think about, are there things you could do that, I don't know, can you strategize that time? Are there things that you could implement to make that run smoother or cleaner or involve you less in, in all reality? Um, uh, You know, do you have to be checking all the homework? When you check the homework, how do you get that homework in? How do you check it? How do you grade it? How do you put it out back into the world? What systems do you have that can kind of minimize that shallow work? So, for me, I will tell you one of the things I do uh, seating chart wise I think about, you know, the groups and who should be in groups, all that very deeply, uh, where we should put people, but it takes forever. Or group work takes forever. So, for example, I use a thing called Super Grouper that I that I made a few years back that really just does a nice job of randomizing. It. And you can kind of put in a Super Grouper like these people can't be together in the same group for whatever reason. Uh, you can also denote like male and female if you want to mix, you know, like have mixed groups with even distribution of boys and girls. You can do that as well. Uh, But now it's just kind of a click of the button and you can kind of see these groups generated. And if you don't like the grouping, you can just hit generate again. And now something that would take me almost like a full prep period every time we did like a group project now takes me like 30 seconds, 40 seconds. And while you're you're kind of like, so you saved a prep period. Great. Uh, But this is the thing. This is the exciting thing. This is where investing in yourself matters because that's a prep period every time I do a group project, uh, I might do 10 of those. That's 10. That's 10 prep periods I saved. Well, I mean, that's like, that's more than a full day, like quote unquote off. Right. And how many times have we said like, Oh man, I just wish I would have like an off day, not to be sitting at the beach. Although that would be nice. But I mean, like, just an off day where, like, no kids, but I have literally eight hours to to grade or make that cool gamified thing. And so many times the teachers tell me, like, "I, I wish I could do that, but I just don't have time. Well, we have to kind of create our own time. And the only way to do that actually, truthfully, is... Be more efficient at some of the tasks we have. Maybe trim out some of the things that are inefficient. Choose different systems. Look for different systems so that you can get that as smooth as possible. Another one for me uh, is giving feedback to students. I'm so thankful for uh, the Learner Dashboard, which is a resource we created on EMC2. And John and I just love it. It makes the ability to give feedback to students that is relevant that is purposeful, that is also quick so that you can get that feedback out to them almost instantaneously. And again, if we think about a video game, one of the reasons it does so well in terms of moving our skills up in a video game is because you're getting constant feedback you're not waiting for two weeks while the, the, the computer or the video game system kind of grades your performance and gets it back to you two weeks later with some suggestions. You are constantly in the iterative mode as a video game player and the video game is constantly giving you feedback so love 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 that ability to give feedback right away another thing that takes time is uh like i know a lot of us out there use google classroom don't want to knock it uh some really great features in google classroom things you can do really nicely in there i know there's other people that use other learning management systems but i have never seen a faster way to collect homework review homework and if you're using the learner dashboard also give back and that is to use in tandem the learner dashboard as well as something called quick check quick check is a another sort of resource we have on emc2 in which you're getting the students homework you're getting their responses you don't have to use it just for homework it could be you know a a like review it could be uh like a feedback form it could be an exit ticket your choice but the point is you can get their responses and instead of in Google Classroom having all these like 25 Docs to kind of click open load read hit the other button to get to the next student you know quick load read this all just gets stacked on top of each other so I just see all the students responses in alphabetical order by name the same way it is in my grade book so I have that up and my grade book up on the other side of my screen, and I just kind of go down read, write, read, write, read, write, read, write, and I know it doesn't sound like much. Literally, I'm saving maybe 30 seconds a student by doing it this way, but if (laughs) you had 100 students, right, that is like 25 minutes, right, Uh, saved, right, No, 100 students, 30 seconds. So yeah, no, 25, right? So 25 minutes saved. Now you give two or three of those a week. That's an hour every week that I'm picking up just in click and load times. Now again, hour a week, who cares? But wait a minute, times the entire year. Holy cow, this starts to add up. Ooh, that quick... That quick check paired with Learner Dashboard, feedback given back to students in a written form, you know, on top of papers by hand. Well, now you could be talking about saving like two to to five minutes per student times every assignment. Oh, like now you're talking about like a couple weeks that I saved over the course of the year. So again, don't shy away from micro efficiencies. Like if we can smooth things out, smooth it out so it's a little easier for you to get, easier for you to get back, Uh, All the better. And when we create that kind of time, now the question starts to be, what do we do with this time? And, uh, you know, if you're interested in more efficiency situations, uh, I'm working on an EMC2 course all about, you know, teacher micro efficiencies. Uh, But I want to use the little back portion of this podcast to sort of just tell you what I would suggest you do with your accrued time. So now that I have a couple hours a week that I didn't have before, I'd invest it in your, your own growth, right? I think, uh, you know, there's a, there's a way to think about your work and I, I, I want you to invest in yourself more than you invest in your job. And what I mean by that is you become better take the time for you to become a better teacher. Sometimes I think teachers or really just employees in general, doesn't have to be the teacher profession, but I think we are definitely guilty of it. We invest everything we got outwardly. We put all of our energy into the students and then we put all of our energy on district committees, right? It's all like outward focus. And then we complain that, oh man, like I just don't have time. And then the sad thing is we don't have time for ourselves. And again, I'm not talking about outside of school like health and wellness like you should be doing that. There should be a balanced life. We've already put put that off to the side. Now we're talking about just in the slice of your work time, make sure yourself that you are growing because the stronger you become as an individual, the better your class will run and the better your class will run, you will get the outcomes that you were so looking for by doing all these outward focused things by focusing solely on the students you know you're not becoming better and then you're kind of stuck like you're you are the biggest limiting factor in your classroom so the again the stronger you can become the more you can kind of increase your throughput the better your classes you're building that better pipeline to success through activities that you can create through your own skill sets that allow you to create them in bigger, better, broader ways that are smoother for your students. So thinking through with like user design UX, I love UX, that that would be a job I'd love to have, you know, if I had nine lives. Uh, Thinking through user experience is such a powerful exercise and one that I don't know if teachers really do. We just sort of come up with systems and sometimes they're systems that were handed to us. Sometimes they're systems we've seen other teachers do when we were kids. And now that's the system we have in our class. And is is it the most efficient? Is it the best one to do? Probably not. So think through how you are doing what you're doing. And for a moment, invest in yourself and invest in your own systems and see how well that does for you. And then iterate. I'm not even saying that the first systems you come up with are the right ones, but take the time to invest in yourself. Because if you do that, investment in yourself turns out to be one of the best investments you can make for your classroom, your students, and their parents. So. I want you to think about that, and that is all I have for this week's well-played podcast. A little Matera Musings here on the topic of organization and kind of our time. Hopefully you enjoyed this episode. If you made it this far, I really appreciate you being such a you know powerful ally in this community of trying to find an engagement for learners and kind of finding that joy in the journey of being an educator. It's, it's the greatest job around uh, if you can keep that kind of right attitude and if you can create the right amount of time. All right, everybody. Have a great week and play on.